Hey, 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 you guys. We have Mr. Josh Cannon with us. He is a son, a brother, a mentor, an alignment coach, and he is a leader. He thrives on connection, on gratitude, and serving others. Um, through his ups and downs of life, he has found the courage and the grace to look deeply at the meaning of it all. He has a mission to relieve the suffering by loving deeply. And as a coach, he helps people create habits that align with their true self. You can find him connecting with friends on long walks, taking out the wonders of nature and being able to attend to his spiritual community and gatherings. And he likes to read pianos, play that. I think that's amazing. Sipping a good cup of coffee and coaching. And I think like with Josh, you guys are going to really connect with him as a person today. And I'm just very not only thankful, but grateful that Josh, you're a part of Black Canvas today. Thank you, Jerry. I really appreciate you. And I'm honored to be here, man. We're honored to have you. I think like coaching is something that many people don't understand. Mm. And I really think you explaining it in depth will help people to know what you do and why it's important, especially in 2021. Right on. All right. So can you give us a definition of what is a flow coach? And can you describe the components needed to flow effectively? Yeah, so really good question. Um, And I recently changed my title from flow coach to alignment coach. And um, the reason being is that I uh, was out the last couple weeks um, with some new people hanging out, went out to some restaurants and stuff like that. And people had asked me what I did. And alignment coach just came right off my tongue. You know, it easily rolled off. And, um, and what I do, I help people to live uh, more authentically as their true self. So, and what that uh, entails is uh, as I communicate with people, they'll reach out to me because um, generally they sense a lack of uh, congruency, right? Uh, they have a dream or a passion. Um, they might be struggling with... Um, a destructive behavior in their life um, and uh, or a destructive relationship in their life. They might be stuck in a job that they don't want to be in. And uh, so they'll reach out to me and what I do, I hold space for them. And what that entails is I just practice active listening. Um, I take notes, you know, I I, uh, listen for themes and for common threads that are coming up within them as they share. And then I reflect back and in the reflecting, uh, it then opens up, uh, opens them up to explore and to kind of uncover and turn over some of those rocks, uh, some of those knots that are within um, so that we together as a team, we help to free them up so that they can live in alignment with their true self. I think that's really awesome. I mean, active listening can be one of the hardest things if someone doesn't understand what that means. Um, I think like even nonverbal mm-hmm. cues, like when you see someone who will nod their head or even when we say like, mm-hmm, and use certain certain types yeah. of words and being able to know like the intonation and inflection of your voice plays a huge role in how people connect. And I think that that's great that you do have that ability to listen, but also to help someone guide them um, when they're struggling with decision-making, because that plays a huge role 
and being aligned with your true self. Um, so when did you develop, Josh, that passion yeah. for coaching? Yeah, so um, let's see. Just a little backstory. I, um, I was actually in training at one point to be a pastor. Uh, I was in seminary for three years, and uh, I was getting my Master's of Divinity because I just sensed this call to guide people and to lead people, uh, individuals and, and communities. And, um, and I hit like a, like a bottom in my life, um, went through a divorce and this was all while I was at seminary. Right. And so it was a, uh, it was a very, very dark time. Probably the, it was the hardest time of my life. You know, I can say that with like absolute certainty. Um, I was 28 years old. Today I'm 39. And um, it was it was dark, man. It was really, really dark. And um, so I, uh, I stopped that path of pursuing um, leadership in a church. And, uh, and what I ended up doing, I shifted gears because I felt like, uh, you know, God or higher power or the universe, however people want to describe that, right, or spirit or whatever it is, um, I felt uh, that leading me to still lead people and kind of shepherd people, but to do it in a different way. And so I went into the fitness industry and um, I ended up uh, opening a CrossFit gym in Providence, Rhode Island in 2014, 2013, sorry. And then in 2014, I ended up uh, merging that gym. I kind of closed that gym down, brought some of my members over to a really big gym called CrossFit Providence. And I became business partners with uh, three of the owners there. So there were four of us owners in total. So I went from like this little gym of maybe 20, 25 people. I was the only coach, only owner to being the, the head leader at this gym of 175 people. And I had 10 coaches kind of under me. And uh, that was a shift too. you know, that was big. That was a big deal. Um, it was a great experience. Um, there, it was a very challenging experience. Um, I took a lot of good from it, um, and I learned I learned a lot of um, things in easy ways and in challenging ways and hard ways, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, and so, but what happened right. then is that I wanted to go deeper with people because I sensed that I was treating people physically, and yeah, we would talk about psychology, sports psychology, and mindset and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I sensed this need to go deeper with people because um, people, even though they were really fit, I didn't necessarily see happiness and freedom uh, within. So that's what really turned me on to life coaching. And I think that it goes back to also like life experiences, too. And I think like you mentioned, going through that mm -hmm. at a very young age and then having mm -hmm. some of the deepest moments of of growth, of being able to not only guide mm -hmm. others, but you had to learn how to look in the mirror and like what you saw before you could even give any type of um, encouragement to someone else. So that says a lot about in that 11 year span mm -hmm. of where you are now, of <clears throat> look at how life has shifted, but not forgetting 
where it started for yeah. you. And I, I think that that plays a huge role in any type of coaching. Um, and I think that that's a great bit of advice maybe that you can give someone is kind of being aware of where you start and, and how can you help influence people who are in need? I think that's a great thing that you mentioned for sure. Yes. Yeah. And in that same vein, <clears throat> that darkest time of my life um, produced the most significant and impactful seeds of growth that I've ever experienced, you know? So what I thought was like the cata cataclysmic end was actually the beginning of a transformation of like this new, this new man coming up within me. Um, and I went from hurting to healing to helping. You know, I had to go through that pain. I had to go through that suffering um, in order to, uh, to heal. And then from the healing, it was just like, yo, um, I see people hurting and I just want to be a vessel. You know, I just want to be an instrument of, uh, of healing in the world, you know? I think that's great. Like you said, helping someone will definitely lead to healing. And it goes back to, like you said, that self-will um, to just kind of persevere. When we talk about self-preservation a lot in life and people need to understand that self-preservation doesn't mean that you don't care about others. But it's kind of like the story, if you've heard of that before, if a plane is going down that you need to put the oxygen on yourself first yeah. before putting yeah. it on the person next to you, because then it gives mm -hmm. you an opportunity to be still and to kind of work through your own anxiety before you can assist someone else. And I think like mm -hmm. your personal experience and journey yeah. is going to really touch so many lives. And I know it has already touched many lives already, but hopefully even with this podcast that people will be able to hear this and they'll be able to say I connect with Josh because I've been there going through a divorce or going through negative experiences and your story mm -hmm. can hopefully inspire the next person um, but do you have some resources um, that you can tell us like if someone is struggling in their life and they need help are there any resources out there that you're aware of as relates to um, alignment coaching hmm yeah. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, number, number one, like they could, they could reach out to me as a resource. Um, mm -hmm. and then, um, I think going to, so the company that I got my certification through my coaching certification is called journey, um, journey coaching and it's J R N I. And, um, you know, they have a directory of coaches too. Uh, that if people go to their site and they're looking for, say, they're out of alignment in any area, you know, they can go to that site and um, and kind of pick and choose and see uh, what coaches and what messages they share resonate. Um, so I think that's a that's a good one. Um, you know, I I think that uh, depending on the person, if there's a lot of trauma. You know, I, I come up um, against people where, you know, they'll come to me and they might have a lot of trauma and therapy might be the best route, you know, because they have to heal from some. And generally that's, you know, that's from the past. And that could be from a relationship, uh, romantic. It could be abuse. Um, it could be family stuff, you know, whatever that might be for the person. I think therapy is really important in that case. But I know that there are also people who do therapy and life coaching simultaneously because therapy 
it deals more with the past. You know, a therapist is really camping out in the past with people and uh, with life coaches, it's more so, hey, where are you now? What are the, what's the block that is inhibiting you from experiencing um, authenticity in your life and showing up as your true self? Um, and then how can we help you forward? And, um, and I do kind of a little mix of the two. So I spend a little bit more time in the past than, um, than many life coaches, um, but I don't camp out there. You know, I just ask some questions about family or about relationships or about past experiences, because I think that just sheds a lot of light on where the person is and how to move forward. Cause that, that whole thing of just limiting beliefs, you know, the negative grooves that we have worn um, in our thinking over time, uh, that's a big deal. And I think that all stems from the past. And I think you're right, Josh, with that. And me being a licensed professional counselor myself, um, I know that we deal with a lot of treatment modalities and things that we use as resources to come up with treatment plans and to help people. It's kind of mm -hmm. like almost bridging a gap um, when we think of counseling, like we're the one to help them to get to the next level. But ultimately, there's room at the table, as I always mm -hmm. mentioned, for a lot of different resources and that we need to be aligned with those resources because at times there may be something that that person doesn't believe they need my level of care. And as we know, even spiritually, they have, you know, mm -hmm. spiritual advisors that are a lot different than licensed <laughs> professional counselors. So it goes right. back into a, yeah. a full health and recovery plan that someone has to be aware of what they're needing, what they're looking mm -hmm. for, and how can that person who is in that leadership position, how can they help bridge the gap? And so that's why I love talking to people um, similar to your profession, because it just shows us about being empathetic and also being able to, as you mentioned in the beginning, actively listening mm -hmm. to the needs of an individual and actually reaching mm -hmm. them at where they are um, so that we don't force someone yeah. into something that can sometimes be adverse or can challenge them into going back to that negative frame of thinking. Um, so I, I, I appreciate people right. that, that do what you do, Josh, because y'all really do help in those areas where maybe at times someone may not feel comfortable talking to me that they might have a comfort level that's different with talking to you. So that, that, that's a great thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And, and to that point, and you had mentioned spirituality and I'll even throw in religion in there um, because I know people who, you know, they have been raised in, I was raised in a very uh, religious family um, and I know people who are, who are still, um, it's like, that's their life, you know, and they wouldn't feel comfortable coming to a life coach and maybe not even a counselor, you know, mm -hmm. um, when I was growing up in church, like if at least where I was, that whole concept of like going to a counselor or a therapist was like, oh man, you're messed up. You know, there wasn't too much open-mindedness around that. And so some people, it's like to go to maybe their pastor, or like you said, a spiritual advisor or director is the way. And then some people don't feel comfortable going to a therapist because that, that whole image, you know, they might have a negative, you know, feedback loop on that one, you know, uh, like that's just a little too intense. Mm -hmm. um, and then some people might not feel comfortable going to a life coach. 
because they're like, you know, I just, I'm not familiar with that. You know, all I know is a therapist or a counselor. So I think you're right. Whatever, whatever someone is comfortable with and like based on where they are, I think just for all of us to meet them where they are. And if, you know, if somebody comes to me and I sense they're not a good fit, like the best thing I can do is not to continue to work with them. <laughs> It'd be like, yo, I think it might be better for you to go to this person or this center or whatever it is, because it might be a better fit, you know? I, I love that you said that. I think that's a good segue into how coaching and how counseling has changed since COVID-19. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I know for myself, um, telehealth has been the way for a lot of people, another resource um, to allow people to mm-hmm. be able to physically distance themselves. And a lot of times we hear the term socially distancing, but it's actually physically distancing. That is what's, what we are have become accustomed to over the last almost two years. But I think if we look at just coaching, how has coaching changed for you since COVID-19? Oh, man, that's a that's a really good question. Um, It has opened up uh, my practice significantly. You know, because now um, and generally, you know, my coaching is primarily through phone or Zoom as it is. Um, you know, and I do fitness coaching as well. And I have like my fitness people that I meet in person, but even since COVID with fitness, like I have remote clients too, you know, that I have uh, acquired and have been able to serve and they're all over, they're anywhere in the country, you know? And so with, uh, but I think with the alignment coaching stuff and personal coaching, it has just opened it up because now, um, you know, I post stuff on Instagram pretty frequently about what I do, who I am and, and the type of people I help. And, um, and people are just much more open to hitting me up, you know, through, and I put my phone number on there. They'll, they'll text me, they'll DM me, they'll hit me on Facebook and they'll say, Hey man, when can we hop on a call? And so what I do with people, it's like, like I said, phone or Zoom, and that's just depending on preference for the person, if they want to see face-to-face or if they just want to talk and listen and not have to worry about appearance or what have you. Um, but yeah, it's opened it up significantly, and I'm I'm really, really grateful. And I love that, that you're able to continue to thrive in your business because um, a lot of people, we know that that's been a major setback of trying to stay afloat since the pandemic started. But I think that there's room, as I mentioned, at the table for a lot of different venues and and ways of still connecting and developing what we call like an interconnectedness um, amongst each other. And I think, like you said, through Zoom and through telephone and through different, you know, even platforms that that I use, like um, through like DoxyMe or Simple Practice and these types of platforms that they use that are secure to help people who are struggling with whatever they might be struggling with in that moment. And so that's one positive I will say when a lot of us, we, we've gone through yeah. a lot of negativity as it relates to the pandemic. But I always say the two positives um, is one that I'm alive. Um, and then the second one is that I still have an opportunity right. to yeah. look at the glass as refillable instead of it being half empty. And I think like that's where we start to gain yes that ability to learn is by knowing that we can always refill that glass and to learn more about ourselves. 
So I, I'm just grateful that you are doing what you're doing because we need yeah. more people out there like you who do care and who are willing to reach people at where they are. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. I yeah. really appreciate and, that. And I, and I, yes. And if I can add something to that COVID point, you know, and just the, the silver linings like you just described, um, I think the, the resiliency of people has come out in such a big way and the um, creative potential has just shined through. People have had to just do new stuff and, and add on new things to, to their profession or even to their hobbies or those, their social circles, how they connect, how they uh, find peace, how they um, create income, whatever. So that resiliency piece has just been, uh, it's been pretty dope to see, you know. It has been, and it just shows us that we, we can get through a lot of things that maybe we didn't know we could. And like you say, resiliency, mm. the definition of it means to bounce back. And a lot of people have had to bounce back through a lot of tragedy. And it's like I said, a lot of people have lost a lot and it's, we're not making light of that, but Mm -hmm. it's for the ones of us who are here, we, we can use this to propel us in a different direction and actually use this to kind of show love and light is, which is something that we need in these times for sure. Um, But I want to ask you a personal question of if you could give yourself and you can choose whatever age, your younger <clears throat> self, one piece of advice, what would that advice be? Man, that's a great question. <laughs> um, shoot. I would say that um, you, are, you are perfect, you are beautiful, you are wonderful, you are capable, um, you are competent, you are accepted, you are loved, um, just as you are. There is, there is nothing to run to. There's nothing to search for, um, that you don't have to search for anything outside of yourself for your contentment, that the gold that you are really looking for is right here deep down within you. Wow. That that hit me, Josh. I think that's <laughs> it resonates with me because a lot yeah. of times people don't believe that they have those positivity or positive mm-hmm. traits, excuse me, within them to move forward and to yes. find that light. Because many people struggle with bullying, mm-hmm. and of course, now we're in this in an age mm-hmm. of cyberbullying is becoming such a major issue around the country. But just knowing that you've gone through so much and when you actually live to a certain age and like you said being 39 I'm getting very close there myself I'm only a few years younger and just experiencing (laughs) you know how life shifts and you realize man most of my life is kind of gone by really quickly and then you kind of forget about the challenges you've Mm -hmm. overcome and the successes that you've had because most times we're in that moment and if the moment is a negative moment we sometimes ruminate about that instead of being grateful for the opportunity to grow. And so I love that you mentioned that because there might be a young kid right. or someone who's going through a tough time right now, even someone in who's an older adult who may feel that their life is ending. And I think like, you know, listening to this may mm-hmm. give them that push they need to just kind of persevere. And I appreciate you sharing that. 
Yeah, man. Thank you. That's a great question. I love it. I appreciate it. And the last question I have for you, Josh, is how can our listeners find you online? Do you mind giving us your social media handle? And if you want to give out any more information for us to find you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, So they can find me on Instagram at jcan20. That's J-C-A-N-N-2-0. I'm on Facebook as Josh Cannon, um, although there's not nearly as many people on Facebook nowadays, or at least checking that. (laughs) Um, And then (laughs) my website is awaken.fitness. And that's it. There's no .com or anything. It's just awaken.fitness. And that will take them to my site uh, that um, details my life coaching stuff and alignment coaching and also fitness stuff um, for people who are interested in like remote coaching and, and personal training and stuff like that. And there's like a, there's a form on there. If they want to set up like a free call, um, they can do that. I do like free 20 to 30 minute consultation calls with people just to see where they are, see if we're the right fit. I give them a little flavor of what I do. Um, and also um, they can text me uh, 205-706-7709. That's also on my Instagram too. Um, so yeah, any of those ways they can, they can reach me. I think Josh, you have not only done an amazing job on this podcast of sharing of yourself and sharing your experiences with coaching, but I think that so many people are going to be blessed to know you now in a different light. As, as I have now gotten an opportunity to know you mm. on a different level, I think like you're going to really inspire so many people and anyone who has opportunity to reach out to Josh, please reach out, um, continue us to support each other because in every business venture that we're in, we're, we're all are trying to make it, but also to try to help people. And I think like from what you share with me today, I think like you've been a huge help to me. I think it's going to be amazing what you're going to do. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for having me on. A big, big honor. Such a gift. To All right. Here, can I can I read something before we close? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, go ahead if you don't mind. All right. So this is uh this is a reading that I often read in the morning. Um, it's by a, a a woman. She's a like a Buddhist author and Buddhist uh, teacher. Her name's Pema Chodron, and uh, she says this. In the morning when you wake up, reflect on the day ahead and aspire to use it to keep a wide open heart and mind. At the end of each day, before going to sleep, think over what you've done. If you fulfilled your aspiration, even once, rejoice in that. If you went against your aspiration, rejoice that you are able to see what you did and are no longer living in ignorance. This way you will be inspired to go forward with increasing clarity, confidence, and compassion. Wow. I love that. That was really great, Josh. I really appreciate you sharing that with me. I mean, I needed to hear that. And I think like many of us are definitely going to use that as a daily affirmation. Like you can shorten that down and make it into a positive mantra. That's right. Yeah, right so on. thank you so much for being a part, Josh. And let's remember yeah, you guys to you. embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. 
All right, Josh. Well, I will definitely have you back soon. And if you need anything from me, I'm here. Okay, man. Thank you, Jerry. Much peace. All right. You have a great day. Okay. You too. Bye-bye.